Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Can you hear me, Gadri? Uh, yes, Rahul. Everything looks okay? Yes, Rahul. That's good. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is May 25th, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy Newman PC does conduct Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who are listening to this, the podcast, radio, and other media, you can check our timings uh, at rnlawgroup.com. For those people who are here, please raise your hand and you'll be announced with your, uh, with your name to ask a question. Naresh? Hi, uh, this is uh, Naresh. Uh, actually, yes, I have a question. Uh, I am on H1B visa. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, last week, uh, when I'm traveling um, on a class that uh, I am a um, father to an US citizen minor. So mm-hmm. I was stopped in Chicago and uh, they have stopped me. And due to uh, some uh, uh, unfortunate situation, I was my visa was canceled, my H1B visa, and they gave me um, 2126C and 7A. Um, so, because uh, they saw irregularities in my resume, uh, in 2015, uh, I have a sample resume which I sent to my employer. Uh, it, it does have uh, um, two projects which I didn't work. Um, I told them I haven't worked with those projects. Those are the sample resumes I sent to my employer, but my employer uh, didn't accept that one and I have never used those resumes anywhere. So, I have told them that. Um, but uh, uh, they didn't believe that. Um, so they gave me uh, 212 6C and 7E, and uh, they canceled the H1B visa and uh, they uh, gave me a uh, suspension for five years. Um, so um, I was known that I can apply for a visa waiver because my wife is on H1B visa right now in USA, and my child is on uh, US citizen who is two year old. So um, may I know what are the options can I apply for a visa waiver? Uh, first is that I need to look into, there is a sheet that they give it to you in the airport. Yes. I need to look into that sheet to see what are all in the things that you have made a statements about. They will ask the questions and you might have answered. I need to look into those things and then look into the eligibility to see if you are eligible for the waiver and if so, can you, can you, can you, can you not, if you're eligible for the waiver, I need to look into that sheet. It's better that you consult a lawyer. Um, but at this point of time, our office is very, very busy. If you drop an email, we can recommend to, we, we can recommend some lawyers who are good in waivers. Okay. Okay. So uh, do you want, but the, either uh, way the, that lawyer mm-hmm. need to see the sheet. Okay. Your statements are not good enough. Okay. 
so uh, do you want me an email with all the information or just an email that no just uh, just email because i'm we're not going to take up your case right now because we're very busy okay. i would definitely recommend you drop an email at info@rnlawgroup.com or gayatri will provide that email and then we'll recommend you to another law firm okay, okay. next person just a, okay. just a question uh, sorry sorry to interrupt this next next so, next next person please let, let, why don't you speak with that lawyer that i recommend okay sorry about that thanks josna uh hi uh, i'm i'm uh, praveen my daughter name is josna sorry uh, rahul i have a quick question my daughter's h4 was denied because of uh, she did not she did not appear for the biometrics appointment last year but we never received any letter we filed as an h4 as a supplement along with my spouse and she got the biometrics and everything went well uh, and finally we got everything sorted out but again like this is same thing is happening now i filed the i485 application in october along with my family members and uh, i received myself and my wife received the biometrics appointment but whereas my daughter again like she never received any biometrics appointment we don't know what to do now is there any in the 485 in the 485 application your daughter is not supposed to receive it. for it uh, uh, biometrics though you didn't oh, pay she, for it oh but like she but when i contacted their uh, support a uh, us customers uh, usas customer support they are saying uh, how old is she she is 9 years old only above 14 people will be allowed to do biometrics and for it application thanks to trump he made everybody to do biometrics for h4 and thanks to us we got it cancelled but when the biometrics if you are if you are not above 14 she only paid 750 dollars as a filing fees that didn't include the biometrics she is not supposed to get biometrics and for it application okay thank you so much uh, rahul okay then ram nagesh hey thanks rahul um, quick question so i filed my 485 last october and uh, is it safe to accept a new offer uh, where the company attorney says they cannot Did... provide a 485j oh no uh, not good not good at all no meaning what can't they provide they are saying we won't provide proactively while joining but if there is rfe they will provide at that time is it okay safe to join or um, i don't know that's up to you to take a gamble there though I, I don't see why they can't do it proactively, though. I don't know what's their problem. Can you check with them? Can I hire my own law, my own lawyer to do it instead of you proactively doing it? You just need to sign it. Yeah, I think there's a, it's a big company and they will go with the big law firm and they won't. Uh, they will go okay. by what the lawyer says. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you, though. It's up to you. Okay. But will there be a direct denial if we change job and we submit? I have seen I have seen RFPs and I have seen direct denials. If you would ask me how many direct percentage of denials we have seen, I would say it's about thirty percent that I have seen direct denials. Now we were able to get them back. We got them approved later on, though. But we have to go through hell to do to get that thing back. Okay, got it. Okay. okay. Next person, please. Pooja Hi Rahul this is Pooja I'm a PT uh, my question mm-hmm. is my priority date is uh, 2015 March my current employer has uh, filed my EB2 
uh, with prevailing wage determination active until August, I requested them to also file my EB-3. My question is, can the same prevailing wage with the same position and same uh, job offer have EB-2 and EB-3 simultaneously? <sighs> the position says PT we have director. I, 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 I know, I know, I know. You drop an email to me. I'm not prepared for this answer for this because okay. it's different for Schedule A people. So I don't want to answer it. Drop an email to me at info at rnlawgroup.com. Okay. Okay. Let me answer okay. that because Emily Emily knows much better in this one. I will okay, speak with ahead. her and respond respond to her. Um, well done. But if if um, if you can, I would like you mm -hmm. to file the EB3 also. If you cannot, yes. okay, if you cannot, I want you to file a prevailing wage for EB3. My old employer is also willing to file my um, 485 if in this October. So I have that. But the old employer, well. old, old employer is EB3 or EB2? Old employer is EB3. Current employer is ah, EB2. EB2, okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense though. Um, yeah, let me answer that. You drop an email. I will, if you can, you should go for EB3 also. If you cannot, okay. you can either file one more prevailing wage. It doesn't cost any money to file the prevailing wage. But I'll answer Sorry. you if you drop an email to me, okay? Will do. Thank you. Thank you. Next person, please. Murali? Uh, hi, Rahul, sir. My name is Murali. And uh, actually, I have some two questions regarding uh, one is visiting visa. The question is, I applied for an extension for my mom when she was here during COVID time. And then um, as of now, the status still shows like, you know, just uh, received and uh, we got the receipt and uh, she already left the country long time back. And uh, um, I don't know what to do on that case. So, and we didn't receive any biometrics or anything. You can withdraw the application because they didn't attend the biometrics. They'll get a denial of the B2. Instead of getting the denial, go ahead and withdraw the application. We didn't get any biometrics uh, request that. I know you did not, but you will get it in future date. And they cannot attend the biometrics. Though, so the four, uh, the 5539 will be denied. Instead of getting a denial, have them withdraw it. Oh, okay. Okay. So or do I need to consult any lawyer for that? Just um, No, I, I just write a letter. By, you don't need a lawyer for withdrawing. By this letter, I'm withdrawing, but they need to sign it, not you. Oh, okay. And okay. the copy of the signature, scanned copy of the letter will be fine. You don't have to have the original letter from in, uh, from there, okay? Okay, cool. The second question is my employer, because I'm watching your videos a lot, like almost I'm spending every day two hours on, on your uh, videos. And second question is like my employer is uh, uh, finally accepted to downgrade to uh, EB3, but my priority mm. date is the 2015, uh, 2015 uh, like uh, October. So he accepted to downgrade and uh, you are suggesting to go with the downgrade now itself if your employer is ready. I, I would if, if I would if I were you because by downgrading, you're not canceling the EB2. It still is active. Okay. You see okay. my he's point? Saying that, yeah, he's saying that, you know, you, you are responsible for any consequence if anything happens. I'm not responsible, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with downgrading for you. That's what he said. So, which okay, I don't understand fine. is what are the consequences that I have to face? I don't know. Are you, are, you, are you still working for the company? Yeah, I'm still with the same company for the last 10 years. I don't know. For some reason, some of the lawyers have put some YouTubes that are completely deceiving, though. 
Um, no, he contacted that... Sarija Murthy and that's what he's saying that they contacted a lot of liars. That's how they got the wrong information. And I said that, no, I didn't see that information. Look at the look at the people. How many people got their EB3, um, EB3, I-140 denied? Um, 98% success rate. There are one or two cases that got denied for the ability to pay. But if you're working for the same company, I don't see any chances. Well, you take the responsibility. Nothing wrong with it. Go ahead with it. Okay. okay. Thank you, Rahul. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you for my application. Thank you. Yeah, drop an email at info at RNLock Group and then we'll provide the information. If you want us to do the 485 and I-140, I-140, we will charge you the entire money right now because we're going to file it right now. I-485, we only charge you in advance right now. The rest of the amount will file, will charge you, hopefully so, in September. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thanks. Next person, please. Shubra. Hi, Rahul. Uh, I'm Shubra. Uh, my husband's uh, six years has maxed out and he's on his seventh year's extension and mm -hmm. his perm has been pending for more than 365 days now. Uh, it has gone in audit and we are waiting for the approval. So, uh, uh, so according to AC21, does that make yes. me eligible to file EAD? Yes, you are eligible for EAD. Yes, you're right. Okay. Another question is that since uh, the H4 petition for the seventh year is already uh, gone, uh, we haven't filed the EAD with the uh, petition. So uh, can I file it separately on my own? You can. Okay. You can. So what doc uh, what document would I need to uh, for H4 EAD? Because Other I just the have the receipt. I'm not going to give you the entire document list right now to you. But you just need to provide the labor certification filing information that it's been pending. It's not just the labor certification is pending, though. When is your husband getting into seventh year? He went in uh, seventh year from March of this year. Yeah. Okay. Then, then you definitely are eligible for the EAT. You need to provide the evidence of the labor certification and that the husband has been gone into seventh year by providing all the H-1B approvals. Okay, so who will uh, who will file it? Should I find an attorney to do that or should I do it on my you own? Can, it's up to you. If you want us, you can drop an email to info at rnlogbook.com. You can go with the employer's uh, lawyer also or you can do it by yourself too. This is your own personal case. Like a lot of things like I-140s cannot be done by outside lawyers, but this EAD can be done by anybody. Okay, but uh, based on receipt, can I just file? Because I just have the seventh year receipt. I don't have any other... Uh, document. You have a seventh year receipt for you, but approval for your husband is right. Yeah, absolutely. No he, he, no, he hasn't received his seventh year approval. We are still waiting for the approval. You it's can still file it now. You can still file it. Based on the receipt? That's right now. You can still file it. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Next person, please. Lakshmi. Yeah. Uh, this is Lakshmi. I work with a company called Quest Diagnostics and uh, we applied for our uh, AOS uh, in October, October 29th of 2020. We got our uh, fingerprinting done, still waiting on EAD and uh, uh, AP. We expedited uh, the premium processing for 140. Right now we have a family emergency and my husband had to travel to India. Uh, he has a H1B as well and I am still on my H1B. Um, so if, meanwhile, if the AP uh, gets approved, the uh, 765 gets approved, can he travel back on the AP or uh, he yeah. has to come back on the H-1B stamping only? So uh, my father-in-law passed yeah. away. 
So you're yeah, um, yeah. sorry to hear about that. What about do you have a children who are born here? Yeah, we have two U.S. citizen kids. Technically speaking, about the advance parole is not valid if it mm-hmm. has been approved after he left the country, though. But mm-hmm. if you ask me the question, though. for the people who have traveled on the advance parole that was approved after they traveled have i seen any problem at the airport cbp or at the time when they're coming in let me answer you the question no i have not seen any problem for them okay so if the ap gets approved he can like if i send him i did car, not can... i did i did not said to you what whether he can legally do or not i just said to you that i have not technically it's a wrong thing but i have never seen anybody getting into trouble okay like uh, so what happens to his avos application right the 485 avos application is, is is going to continue as it is okay so the green card if we get the green card we our priority date is october 2012 when we did the downgrade for ev3 so since i've did, done the premium uh, we'll be getting it soon in a week or two Um, and probably the next bulletin. Uh, I'm expecting August or September bulletin. Yeah, I got the point. I got the point. I got the yeah. point. Yeah. Let's so, hope so. So I, I have never seen anybody getting into trouble with advance parole, even though legally it's not allowed. I have never mm-hmm. seen anybody getting into trouble. Yeah. Next yeah. person, mm-hmm. please. Sorry. One yeah. one more question. So if we get the GC, he can come on the GC too, right? Because our priority date is pretty close. That's right. Okay. If he gets okay. the GC. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Muruli. Hey Rahul, it's glad talking to you. Uh, I want to ask one question about my I one forty. I have my EB two I one forty I one forty approved with the priority date of uh, March two thousand fifteen. Now I would like to go ahead with the downgrade process. I did discuss with my employer. They are okay to move. Um, good employer i like email. i like your employer uh, and and you know they did send i did send an email and that i have got a response from so currently i have my case at a stage where my birth certificates affidavits everything has been reviewed and with the you know with the law firm and i would like to move that case to the firm i was somehow you know, what's the need what's so, the need everything is going smoothly no need so, yeah. they're good It didn't go. They are good. They are very good, but it didn't go well recently with the rush of publication. My cousin had a bad okay. experience, so I like to. Okay. Um. And so let me understand though. Who is filing your I one forty? They are going to file your I one forty. No, that's the that's the one I'm coming to now. So uh, I have my I one forty approved with the previous employer. I know. Oh, previous employer. Previous not with the current uh, employer. Not, not with the current with employer. employer. Correct. Can I go ahead Who's with the downgrade with the previous employer? Yes, they are willing to go ahead then. Yes, you can, but there is something. All uh, is that a big employer or a small employer? Uh, they are pretty reasonable, like fifty million dollar turnover company. Okay, uh, according to me, they are they are big employer. Okay. So they have all the you know tax documents. Okay, sounds good. Nice yeah, you should put. If I if I if if I were you, I would file an I one. Forty downgrade application. Uh, if I were you, what we what we are offering is we are doing the four eight five in advance because we don't want to deal with people like you in September. We want to make everything ready and keep it in the closet, 
and once the september comes in we just file an application on october 1st exactly if you want if you want if you want if you want that service drop an email at info@rnlawgroup.com yeah i did and i have got the response and i would like to go ahead with i485 and as well as i can put it downgrade okay so, then you should have a sub, there is a separate conference call we conduct only for those people though if you did okay. not get it we will send an email we conduct three conference calls it's not like the way line that you are here there we get a chance you don't get a chance there you get a chance okay if oh, you were okay. not provided with the conference call you should have the conference call information there oh, i haven't provided i'll talk to leo on getting it sure so the answer is i can go ahead with the downgrade process though i'm not with the Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I do not recommend filing in premium. I would recommend filing at regular. Once we get a receipt notice, that's when you should convert into premium. Sure, sure. You can take care of that. Yeah. Anyway, okay. It's then. going to come to you only. So. Thank you. Thank you then. Thank you. Next Vin- person, please. Vinay. Hey Rahul. Uh, it is it's nice to talk to you now after a long sure. time. Uh, Uh, my question is i uh, i am ab1 i have my 140 approved uh, it took ab1 c or eb1a eb1 uh, multinational manager executive eb1c okay eb1c yeah. okay yeah so uh, after almost like 3 years i got my 140 approved um, mm-hmm. and uh, it was done in last june 2020 okay and uh, after, even though currently i see my priority date as current and uh, it is current almost like yeah but we did not receive any medical information uh, i mean rfe your for med- so you, okay so your 485 is still pending you just received an i140 approval um, and when did you file your 485 application though it was concurrent filing actually uh, so it was done around almost like 3 and 1/2 okay back. so w- what is your what is your question so i have my medical uh, done because uh, the i'm in uh, nashua new hampshire and it was difficult to get the appointments for kid and adults together okay. what is your question done. so can i send the medicals or do i need to wait for the uh, rfe to- if if you if you if you got the medicals done right now send it right now don't hold it if you hold it for more than 60 days they are not valid okay Okay. 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 Then I would send it. It's called interfiling. Send it to the same location where you got the address of the four eight four receipt no, uh, number. Um, okay. Send it to the same address. Okay. So all four, I have to send it separately in each file. Right. 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 You have to include the four eight five receipt number, A number, okay. um, and then send it to the medical to that so that it it is attached to the file. Okay. So any anything else we need to send other than the receipt number and the packet that i got A-N-M. from no that's it say I use the, the word A-N-M. inter use the word interfiling they will understand it you have to use the magic word interfiling i will put okay. interfiling a number put the last name first name and uh, the the file number of the forward receipt number and the forward receipt number attached with it and you also will attach the medical okay interfiling you have to write a letter interfiling letter with all details and no letter just interfiling is the only word that you would write on the form i mean on the cover you mean on the cover on the on the one more extra paper just interfiling okay fine i can do that i can do that thank you sanya 
I'm going to I'm going to include um, I'm going to include the file guys um, so that you can use that. Let me see if I can get that one. Okay. Can you hear me? Interfile. Uh, yeah. Before you go, give me one second. Okay. I can I go ahead. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, let me try to. I don't know where that is. Give me one minute, guys. Go ahead with the question. I'll try to include that in the file. Go ahead with the question, sir. Hi, hi, Rahul. Busy uh, here. So, uh, me and my wife both got current last October. I was an EB two and she was an EB three. We decided to go independently, filing our four eighty five with our employers. Now, uh, this June, I have become current on EB two. and she is uh, may 2013 on eb3 so obviously mm-hmm. she has some time so my question was should i add her to my aos application or uh, what are the recommendations there in such situation so 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 when you filed it you didn't filed it as if both the people are going with both both or each of you guys filed separately yeah we were both primary because both our lawyers in our company said that adding each other as dependent is not recommended so we just went primary uh, alone in both our companies really oh okay okay so, so right now uh, i am current and my wife is on eb3 which is may 2013 hopefully it seems it might come uh, this fiscal year don't know but should i add her to my aos application transfer process you, you you can't add her right now because the final action dates are not current is right yeah my final action date will be, is from june so i'm i'll be current in for after first of june because i'm november 2010 eb2 and mm-hmm. uh, i'll become current in june 2021 yeah um yeah once the final action date becomes current you can right. definitely add her to the application right, right. and uh, do you uh, do you do you recommend that in general or is that is that process uh, uh, is is it like a proper process stall, yeah. oh yeah I mean, it's just stall? a proper process it's okay so it won't process, stall so. okay it won't stall my or because both our biometrics are done essentially mm-hmm. uh, uh, so it won't stall my process of in terms of me getting uh, my gc or anything like that no sir it won't process your your gc will be processed accordingly it will not have any problem okay okay and do i do i need to revoke my wife 485 in that case no you don't you make it uh, uh, let me ask you one other question did your wife okay. use the ead by any chance no no we both are on h1 independently so we, we do we have received our ead card or ep card yet you've done our okay, biometrics yeah. though Absolutely, you can hire her. No problem with it. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Praveen. Rahul, I have yeah. the interfiling document. Shall I paste it here? Ah, uh, yeah. I just posted it. Ah, uh, but yeah, post it to everybody. The interfiling document. Okay. Yes, please. Gayatri, post it for everybody. Okay. Hello, sir. Uh, thank uh, you, Mr. Mr. Vinay. I'm going to post you the interfiling cover sheet. Okay, for you to use it as a sample. Good, Praveen. Yeah, hello sir. Thank you for your service. Um, actually, uh, my wife started using the the AOS EAD from last uh, one week because our H four and H four E were pending and they are expired. 
um, my 140 is approved with the premium conversion as you as you said I requested for premium and it got approved. Um, so my attorney is saying like in case if the H4 and H4 EAD gets approved, um, she has to use the H4 EAD again. And the problem is even if it is approved, it will be only until end of October because my current H1 is valid until end of October. So, so he's said, telling that he's telling that the adjustment of status EAD is not valid if the H4 EAD is approved. Yeah, she's saying that like uh, she has yeah. to use the H4 EAD and uh, that's not right. Wants, that's not right. That's not right. If she if she wants to use the AOS EAD, she has to leave the country and enter again on payroll. You know, not, not correct. That is not correct. That last action rule is not applicable in this case. Okay. Yeah, she said okay. the last action rule uh, because it's of not applicable H4. in this. It's not applicable in this case. She is very um, strict on that. Like she's asking me to uh, follow that. Like she said, oh, like if the, you want. So the employer, the employer is telling to follow on it. Yeah, actually, she her is employer? the employer. Yes, her employer. No, we uh, well, we no, don't have much option. Her employer is asking or not? No, her employer is not saying anything. Only our. I mean, I'm the principal applicant, and my wife is derivative. So my. So what is your question? What is your question to me? So my question is like, does she need to leave uh, out of country? I don't use. I no, she doesn't have to. Okay. Okay. So she can Next continue person. work on the. She, she can, can continue work, continue work on the name. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank Sunita. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Rahul. Uh, yeah. Thank you for your great service. You have to speak uh, a little bit louder. I can't hear you properly now. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, I am a little bit better. Go ahead, Sita. Yeah. So um, uh, this question is regarding my sister. My sister currently is in India. Last year she went to India and uh, she has approved I-140 and her uh, date is current, like her final action date is current because her priority date is in September 2010. But uh, last year during COVID, she went to India. And uh, then right now, like uh, because of the travel ban uh, and she's also not finding employers who are able to sponsor H1 because of this situation. So like, uh, and she's not uh, currently with her employer who sponsored her I-140. So, but she's in touch with them. Uh, they said that they will only um, like, you know, do adjustment of status if, uh, uh, if uh, uh, like she's working for them. But the thing is that she does not have a, uh, a H1. So like, is it better to come on H1 uh, and do adjustment of status or is it better to come for consular processing? Because currently they're uh, currently like... Um, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You're telling that she's not working with the current employer. Is the current employer willing to cooperate on the council processing? Um, we still did not talk about it because uh, we wanted to come back on H1. She, like, we, we want I know, her to I know. So, so what you can do is you can convert the I-140 into council processing, uh -huh. okay? Yes. While the process is going on, you can, she can always come here on H1B and file a 485 application. So she will have both benefits. If in case, if this travel ban goes for a long period of time, and we don't know when she's going to get a job offer to come into the H1B, she can do the council processing and come back. If by any chance she comes here into United States and she's on here, she can file the adjustment of status. Just because you did the council processing doesn't mean that you can't do 485. 
you can do 485 also okay okay thank you sir uh, thank you Next babu person, please. ah hi rahul thank you for taking my call sure, sure go ahead yes uh, so i've changed uh, my employer i mean i did not change my employer but my company was acquired i was at location a and they filed the 140 then i moved to location b and at that point my company was acquired by another big company and mm-hmm. i'm also now has been asked to lo- relocate to location c so the question is uh, the company uh, latest company they are filing the successor of interest and mm-hmm. followed by that looks like they will do amendment for 140 so the question is do they have to start over perm in my case because my original lca uh, perm location is different from location 2 and 3 that i'm going to go to um Do you know that they are filing an I-140 for you right now? Amendment? Uh, they are in the process of filing the successor of interest, which they are waiting for approval. And uh, so, in... when you say successor of interest, you mean to say I-140? No, like I heard that company has to file successor of interest in generic. There is no success. There is no successor. They just need to sign an affidavit. saying it's a success of interest though um coming to the point though um does the company has still the branch office or anything in location a or they don't how i was working at a vendor location and nearby oh what yours is a consulting company yeah mine is a consulting company so a b c locations are all end uh, client uh, locations uh a b c yes okay so uh, and yeah then normally consulting companies put a provision in the labor certification saying that you could be working at any unanticipated locations though they're not they normally don't like to stick with only one location that's what all consulting company lawyers do though most probably 99% of the time it's in there if that's a case you can keep on moving to a to z it doesn't matter you'll still get the green card they don't have to okay. file another form okay got it rahul so uh, i have one more question but uh, my spouse she is also on h1b uh, and uh, they are the new company did not refile her 140 she has old 140 but uh, at what point should i include her in my 485 if my date comes current so should i go my case and later adam or should has to be go you didn't, you didn't file the 485 as of now yet is right no no i did not file i'm just saying in october uh, when when, maybe... when it becomes current you she, your lawyer automatically tells to include her in the 485 application unless you tell the lawyer not to include her the lawyer will include her okay yeah she is okay. an h1b she is not my dependent right Doesn't now doesn't matter she can be an f1 she can be an h1b she can be an l1 she can be an o1 p1 q1 uh, except j1s which have a problem uh, other all other things are fine okay got thanks so next she doesn't have to be independent on you i'll take the next two callers guys it's 12 o'clock gitanjali yeah hi rahul um, my question is regarding the h4 and h4 ead extension um, um, just before you go gitanjali yeah. vinay vinay pulela I put a interfiling document in the chat. Please get it, okay? Go ahead, Gitanjali. Sorry. 
Yeah. So yeah, my receipt date is on uh, March 17th, 2021. Uh, this H4 and H4EAD receipt date. And my visa is going to expire on October 4th. So what is the first, uh, faster way of getting the visa approvals? So I, I know that there is no faster way, but uh, what can we do? So, so we have some options like going to land, bo land border for I-94 extension and refiling the H4EAD or going to Mexico for stamping the for H4 and waiting for the H4EAD to get. Uh, first is you go to the land border, you come back, you only have I-94 until October of 2021. Uh, so that option is yes. out. The second mm -hmm. option is that you go to Mexico, get the stamping and come back. Mm -hmm. And right now the stampings are not available until November of 2021. So that option is out for you too right now. Uh, the third option is that um, we spoke with the lawyers of the USCIS. They told us yesterday, because mm -hmm. we file a lot of cases against them, right? They told us yesterday, their target is by September 30th, mm -hmm. they, will, uh, they will be adjudicating the H4 within six months. I don't know whether to trust them or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can see your face, um, but um, that is, yeah I, I, yeah, I don't trust them either. That's what I told uh, my young lawyers, I don't trust it. But, but right now, there's nothing there to expedite. Hopefully so, since your biometrics are remote right now, we don't, you mm -hmm. don't have to go to biometrics. Uh, mm -hmm. You should be adjudicated faster, but there is nothing I can suggest you extra at this point of time. Uh, uh, the question I have for the first option is like going for land border thing. Uh, I'll be getting the I-94 extension till my no, husband has no, right. No, no, no. He's having till uh, 2024. No, that is, that is not right. That is not right. We have mm -hmm. seen in one or two instances that they give it to you. Normally mm -hmm. they don't give it to you mm -hmm. until they, your husband's H-1B expires. That is not you right. Oh, really? So should I leave the country when my visa expires in October 4th this year? Then you can't come back without visa. Yeah. Should I, should I be leaving the country? Is it legal to stay in the country? Mm. Oh, absolutely. After October, can you legally stay in this country? Yes. Oh yeah. You're completely legal to stay in this country. No problem with it. The only and, problem is you cannot uh, work, work, but you can, okay. no, you cannot work. Okay. okay. Next person. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Rahul, sir. I'm a client of yours, but I don't know the other Zoom, so I'm on this call. Uh, my question is, uh, I have a EB2 priority date of uh, September 11, uh, September 16, 2011. I did not do the EB3 downgrade, uh, but uh, later on, I did the EB3 downgrade in, in the month of February. So my date is current. So I'm just uh, wondering... Uh, should I, if I want, if I decide to stay on EB2, what will happen to my EB3 that I filed? Well, we just made some money on you. It will still be there. It will still and be there. I, you can still use it. And uh, if I don't do any EB, if I don't at all use EB3, there will be no any adverse impact, right, sir? No, it will not have any adverse impact. You have EB2 and EB3, both of them approved right now. So if you don't so use EB3 the EB2, is not approved. EB3 is not approved and my employer is not, is not like I'm trying to convince him to do premium. They're not willing to do premium. So that is where I am like hard and a rock. I got the point. I got the point. So if, so you're telling that if the priority date moves for EB2, you want to file an EB2. 
Correct, sir. What will mean. happen? What will happen to EB three? Nothing will happen. It it just gets adjudicated accordingly. It will not create any problem for your four H two application because the EB three is pending. Or approved. Okay. So okay. Thank you, sir. Have a nice afternoon. Yeah. Thank you. Shri Vidya. Sorry, I'm. You know, sometimes it's not us guys who does all these things. Not downgrading when the client tells us we have to go with them. I mean, we don't have an option. If the client tells us not file the downgrade, we don't have an option. We can't undercut them and go to the employees and do the downgrading uh, for the people. Though, yeah, do we advise the employers to do downgrade? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But it's their option. Um, next person, please. Uh, this will be the last caller. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rahul, for the opportunity. And we had consulted with you earlier. Uh, following your advice, uh, we completed our six-year six term and we are currently in India. Our I-140 has been approved. Uh, it's been three weeks now. And so the options for us to get back is, is you know, the one is we know that we have to resurrect the H-1B with the current employee. Is that the only option? Or can we look for the new employers, uh, you know, for our H-1B for us to get back? And the do, you have a, do you have any kids who are born in USA? Not at the moment, no. Yikes. Okay. Not at the moment. Okay. Um, uh, technically, you don't have to come back with the same employer. Any employer can file an uh, H-1B, even though that I-140 not, does not belong to, your, uh, to the new company, they can still file a H-1B using the other company's I-140. But one thing I want you to watch is that, that the existing company can withdraw the I-140 at any time. If they withdraw within six months though, then you would not be able to use it. If they don't withdraw within six months, then that belongs to your husband. So Forever. It, it, for us, so we can thread on caution and st stick to the current employer and that would be our best approach, right? Yeah, if you if you think so, they're if they find out that your your husband is working for a different company, there's a good chance that they may withdraw the I-140, which you don't want to take the chance right now. Certainly. So, and the second question is: Are there any caution pointers that you know if you have to file the H-1 right now, the resurrecting should it be in the premium processing, or what is the fastest way to get there? Of course, premium processing, no doubt about it. Okay. okay. And uh, as far as I-1, I mean, any other pointers that we have to consider for filing I? 485 or something? Right now, it's too, uh, what is your priority date? I mean, your, your priority date is 2020 20 or 21. Um, right. Yeah, I'll be very surprised if it comes to 2020 though. Um, well, you never know, it may. Uh, I went wrong many times. Um, in that case, you are still better off sticking with the current company rather than moving to a different company. Okay, and is it too early to start my H four EAD with you, or uh, you know, can we? No, no, you can't. No, you cannot initiate H four EAD right now. You have to be in the country to initiate the H four EAD. When you come here on H four, that's the only time you can file the EAD. Okay, so we'll. So our best bet is to wait for this employer and get the H one and get there. That's right, ma'am. Thank Next you so caller, much. Next caller. Thank you, ma'am. Next caller and the last caller, guys. Vipin. Um, yeah, thank you for giving me the chance. Uh, I thought I would not be able to talk to you. Thanks. Um, um, so basically my question is, I am currently stuck in India. Like uh, I came to India like for stamping and I don't have my visa stamp for H1B. Uh, now the thing is my company, I, I'm also getting rolled off from the current project. So basically to get into the new project, my, my project is, they are willing to get me 
they want me to get but uh, will they be will my company be able to file the h1b directly from india for the us project um, you you had a h1b before is it right yeah yeah i i have the h1b which is still valid for the uh, previous project or the current project until december i got the point. so what you what you're telling is that you're going to join coca cola company since you from pepsi you're going to have coca cola as the end client can your company file a h1b while you're sitting and working for the coca cola while you're in india is that a question absolutely they can nothing wrong with it yeah i mean you i am in the payroll of us my company is paying me in the us well, payroll i and that that part is a little bit itchy part about it some accountants have to deal with it as far as the immigration is concerned are you doing any violation do they need to file an amendment no they don't need to file an amendment can they file a h1b with the consular processing yes they can it's for for a new client right for the new project they can absolutely file. they can and, and basically i have to do i need to wait until they file the uh, visa means petition no no being no. in india you can start can working immediately since you're in working. india you, since you're in india you don't come under immigration laws of the united states you can start working immediately okay okay one more question like you know i'm also checking because my company is uh, posing a lot of problems with the tax and other things so i'm also checking with the other companies directly in usa to like they're ready to hire me uh, and let's say they hire me and they do not have any office in india can they means directly process my h1b from there i being in india yeah yeah they can they can okay, okay. next okay. next per, uh, sorry uh thank you guys for coming don't forget that we do have a youtube session today from 5 to 6 o'clock thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com Have an awesome day.